How's the book going? Monday, August 9th, 2021. Dear writer, there's one question you never, ever, ever ask another writer, and it is, how's the book going? Because if it's going well, the writer will tell you that pretty much immediately. If you have to ask them about the book, it is not going well. I learned that a long time ago, early in my career, when I asked a friend of mine how her book was going, and she gave me a dose of severe side-eye and growled, don't ask. But the thing is, we all start writing because we're chasing something, and usually it's joy. Writing is absolutely hard, but when you find yourself on the tail of that joy and then overtaking it, that's amazing. It's why we do it to ourselves. So we already did a week about chasing our inspiration. This week? Let's chase our joy. Everything L. Chasing Joy, Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. Dear writer, when writers talk about writing, we often talk about how hard it is, how the words don't always come, how we don't always know what to do, how impossible it can feel just to sit down in front of a blank page, how dreadful that feeling in your gut is when you just don't know where the next words are coming from. I'm not sure all writers work from a place of joy or even work toward a place of joy. Maybe some writers are chasing meaning and more power to them. Some sort of fall backwards into it and have enough success that they don't quit. Others maybe do it because they're chasing fame or acknowledgement, even though writing is probably the least efficient pathway to fame or acknowledgement. For me, it was joy. The first time I felt joy in writing was maybe the first or second grade. My teacher gave us a writing prop sheet with a line drawing of a kid in a baseball uniform with attitude on his face and dirt on his knees, and we were supposed to write his story. I wrote about a kid named Spitball Spike who played on the Little League baseball team and lost myself in that assignment. Up until then, I didn't know anything could be that much fun. It was joy. I wasn't worried about who would read it or whether they would like it or whether it was good enough. I knew it was good enough. Because, baby, it's always good enough. Sometimes, even when it's truly dreadful, it's good enough because the path to good is through bad, which makes the bad good. Don't check my math on that. Just trust me. Everything L. Paper Boats, Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. Dear Writer, It makes me feel soft sometimes. I had quote-unquote real jobs before. I worked the canneries in Alaska. I was a nanny for a while. I ran pyrotechnics at an Old West theme park. I provided customer support for a top software company. All of those things were hard work. Some required physical resources and some were more psychologically draining, but they had real hours and a time clock and I went every day and I was beat by the time I was done. But writing? Man, writing is hard. And when people who don't write hear us say things like that, they can respond with, oh yeah, sitting there typing at a keyboard with your iced caramel macchiato on one side and a half-eaten blueberry scone on the other. How do you make it through the day? Even people who love you say that shit, thinking they're being funny or just gently teasing. They're not. They're jealous. But they don't get it. We're not just typing. 
We're creating things that didn't exist before. We're putting ourselves on the page to be criticized and torn apart. We set ourselves up for mockery, all the while pulling truth through the ground, through our bodies, hiding pieces of our souls in the words and setting them to sail on rough waters, little paper boats. But they don't get it. We're not just typing. We're creating things that didn't exist before. We're putting ourselves on the page to be criticized and torn apart. We set ourselves up for mockery, all the while pulling truth through the ground, through our bodies, hiding pieces of our souls in the words and setting them to sail on rough waters, little paper boats that will probably sink unread. Writing is the most deeply personal thing I have ever done. That's why I stopped. Everything, L. The Yips, Thursday, August 12, 2021. Dear writer, have you ever heard of the Yips? It's a condition that happens in golfers, giving them involuntary wrist spasms that interrupt their game. But for a while there, no one knew what it was, and it was thought to be psychological at first, all in the golfer's head. Now, the condition for golfers has been determined to have a neurological origin, but the yips has gained steam in general pop psychology as the sudden inability to do something you used to do so naturally you didn't even have to think about it. It got a foothold in sports happening when an athlete chokes, a pitcher who suddenly can't throw the ball accurately in the playoffs, a basketball player who can't hit the game-winning basket after being fouled. The yips. In writing, of course, we call that writer's block. hate that term. Writer's block puts the fault at the feet of the writer. You're just not trying hard enough. Push through. Just do it. Just write. Geez, how hard can it be? It's just typing, after all. I identify with the yips. It's like the muscle memory of my writing has just kind of stopped working automatically the way it used to. Is it a lack of confidence? A fear of expectation? Am I experiencing involuntary writer spasms? Who knows? The yips surrender to mystery. We don't know how they start or why they stop, but we know that they are real and that eventually, usually, they pass. The answer is not writing harder, however. The answer, I think, is joy. Everything L. Recognition Friday, August 13th, 2021. Dear writer, there are many things in life that we once loved that eventually we don't love anymore. They can be favorite stories that don't hold up that well as we grow and learn, a pair of jeans that we once thought looked so cool and now we're like low-rise bootcut, what was I thinking? Sometimes they can even be a person. Rediscovering the joy in a thing is a process. It's work. And it can be elusive at times. You'll feel a quick hit of that old joy and think it's back, but when you turn around expecting to see it there, all you see is its retreating backside as it runs from you. But sometimes the chase joy, when you find it, when you capture it, can be richer than the easily caught kind you used to have. I feel this evolution in my own rediscovery. The joy that used to come to me so easily is more elusive now because I've mapped more of my own internal landscape, giving my joy more places to hide. There were areas I wouldn't go into in the old days for fear of what I might find there. When I finally explored those places, there was a darkness there that I could no longer ignore, and it has touched my joy. 
not corrupted it exactly, but deepened it, given it more nuance. My joy has aged, and it's not as quick to come to my side as it used to be, but when it shows up, it brings more depth with it, and we can sit together in silence and just be. It's not that I don't have access to my joy. It's that I expect it to be something it used to be, so when it shows up, I sometimes take a while to recognize it for what it is. Things change. I say, let them. Everything L. The Emergence, Saturday, August 14th, 2021. Dear writer, as you read this, I'm setting up my oldest in her new apartment back on campus. She came home for spring break about a year and a half ago and couldn't go back until now. Life is fucking weird. A lot is changing in my life now. I'm in a relationship, which I swore I would never, ever do again. I'm about to have both kids in year-round apartments, so they don't have to come home anymore when the dorms close, which makes me an official empty nester, I guess. I'm selling my house. I'm fucking 50. Everything is changing, and all of it at once. I was stuck for so long, and now I'm suddenly not. It's good, but it's a little alarming. As the world opens up again, I think many of us are feeling like life is just beginning to move again. And what the hell do we do with that? Are we supposed to just pick up, move on, pretend like it never happened? And by it, you know I'm not just referring to one thing. The last handful of years have been full of frightening things that for some of us have rudely pulled us from a false world we thought we knew into a reality that feels unreal, even though we know it's true. Others of us who've lived in that reality for quite some time have used incredible resources being kind to those of us still in shock. Thank you for that, by the way. All of us have faced down a terrifying killer in our towns, homes, and families. You don't emerge from that kind of experience without being fundamentally changed by it. As my therapist likes to say, this experience will always be a part of you, but that doesn't mean it will always have power over you. We're in the emergence right now. We're coming out from our shelters and shielding our eyes from the sun and moving forward. Is what the hell else are you going to do? But still, it's fucking weird. I'm trying not to be too afraid of what all this means for my writing. I used to write these light, fun romps. Even when they were deeply emotional, they were mostly light and often silly, which was fine. We need stories like that. But I'm not sure I'm up for telling those stories anymore. I'm pretty sure that transition started in the Lucy March books, during which time my experience of being married to a sociopath found its way into the books, even when I hadn't consciously acknowledged it. They were funny books, but they were slowly darkening as the landscape of my soul darkened. What will I write now as I emerge from this fallow period, as I start to create again? I'm not sure, but I'm excited to find out. Everything, Elle.